I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. When I teach and I, I speak, there is something of the measure of what I carry that's going to come up out of me and is going to be imparted unto you. Amen. You can't see it. You can't feel it. But spiritual things are transferable. Yes. They're transferable through association. Yeah. Yep. They're transferable through laying on of hands, which is a big deal. Don't just let anybody lay hands on you. Amen. That's right. And it's, it's, uh, it's transferable through who you sit under. Yeah. Okay? Amen. And you'll see a lot of times, and Michael and I experience it, I have the heart of Kennedy Hagen. I believe yep. he gave birth to me <coughs> in prayer. Mm-hmm. One day, or sometime, didn't know, because we have many spiritual sons and daughters that we've given birth to. Yeah. Some we know, Amen. and some we're working with, and some we don't know. Right. But, you know, the beauty of it is, is one day we will stand before God, we'll give an account for our lives, yeah. and we'll find out, when that veil is open, what we really did for God. Yeah. You know, sometimes we just sit here and like, what am I doing? And the Lord just keeps reminding me. Listen, you just keep doing what I tell you to do. You're laying up treasure in heaven, That's and it. nobody can steal that. Right. You just keep working the works of him that sent you while it is called day. He said, because there's going to come a time where I'm going to take you up into glory in your late or, 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 or mid-90s, and I'll show you what you did. Yeah. So Amen. we don't always know what we're doing. Right. Even in the place of prayer, you, you could give birth to something or pray something through. And then somebody in heaven comes up to you and says, hey, I was the one. So my point was this. I believe Kennedy Hagen gave birth to me mm-hmm. because I carry his DNA. And when I went to Ramah, I was 19 years old. I had just gotten born again. I was only born again like six months. I was raised a Catholic. Love, I don't know, don't get upset. I loved being a Catholic. Because that's all I knew. Because as a Catholic, we went to church every day. You know, it was prayer, ritual, praying every day, which was already in me anyway. Because you know you're acting out your destiny as a child. You know that, right? And even when we talk about praying for our kids, and I talk about some of these practical things in the book, if you watch your kids, they're, they're already somewhat acting out their destiny. So as a child, I was always praying. But then there came a time where, you know, I realized... That, you know, sin had revived, I got, I was separated from God as a teen when I reached that age of accountability. And then one day, long story short, I accepted, I heard the audible voice of God in my bedroom. At 829 North President, Wheaton, Illinois, I heard the audible voice of the Father, first time I ever heard that authoritative voice. And I said, Lord, what must I do to be saved? And I heard an audible voice saying, after a year of seeking him, and reading my mother's Catholic Bible, the Lord, I heard the Father say, only believe. And when I, well, I believe. And I tr- was translated out of the kingdom of darkness Amen. into the kingdom of his, his dear son. Amen. I felt the love of the Father, Romans 5.5, 5, being poured into my heart by the Holy Ghost. I instantaneously became a new creation in Christ Jesus. 
I was still Margie, but the old man passed away, and a new man was 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 born, and and I just you know was saved. Six months later, I went to Rama. <laughs> I don't know anything. And Bob Yandy, he's preaching about what happened from the cross to the throne, and we're all mesmerized. And I was the one that said, "Wow!" Really loud, right in front of everybody, because the revelation. Yeah. Of what happened between the cross and the throne, it is just an incredible thing. The things of God are incredible. Yes. Yes. So I am just really excited to be here. My voice is a little funny because I did a women's conference yesterday. I had two services, and I, I pulled a Michael Fram. You know, <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh God, I gotta speak again tomorrow. Help me, Jesus. Okay, so I believe that somebody that is listening right now, you're not born again, and I gave a simple message of salvation because the anointing was here to deliver that to you. The Bible says if you believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess him with your mouth, you will be saved and your search will be over. Yes. The Bible says those that seek me, find me. When you yes. knock, the door will be open. Yes. Ask him into your heart. He's not on the cross. No, he is risen from the dead, and he is alive forevermore. Amen. And he's knocking at the door of your heart. So all you have to do is believe, ask him to come into your heart, and you'll be a new creation in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. I think we need to be sensitive to who's listening to us. When you sense the anointing yes. on somebody or your, what you're saying, that's the flow and the rhythm of the Holy Spirit. And it's not maybe for who's here. Right. It's for who's out there. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's get started. We're going to talk about prophetically praying. Well, I don't want to just call it parents. I want to call it caregivers. Because when we talk about prophetically praying caregivers, we're talking about parents. We're talking about grandparents. We're talking about you may be an aunt. You may be an uncle. We're talking about your nieces. We're talking about your nephews. Right. Listen to me. We're talking about people in your sphere of influence who you may not necessarily have given birth to or, or are not part of your blood relatives, but God has assigned you, listen, to be a watchman over them. Yeah. yeah. Amen. A watchman is a whole other message, but you're called to be a watchman over them. To guard them, to protect them, to see things coming that may try to steal from them and kill from them and destroy them. You're a prophetic watchman. I have many kids, young, they're not kids, they're in their 30s now, but they call me Godmother. So my story is in the book, my story is that I gave birth to three kids in one year. Figure that one out. Right. You're not teaching that. What a woman.
He's yeah. the right. Alpha and the Omega, the author and the finisher of our faith. He knows everything. Right. And he has a plan for all of our children, right. a plan for our families. Amen. That's why there's such an attack on the families right. in this day and in this hour. That's why that's why we need to rise up and we need to take our places in prayer. Yeah. But here's the thing. I was having trouble conceiving. And I was 34-ish at the time. And I was upset. I was believing God. I was standing on the scriptures. You said in your word, non-Exodus, you none will lose your young by miscarriage or be barren in the land. You said in your word that you would make me the happy mother of children. And I wasn't getting pregnant. And so I went to a fertility doctor up in Easton, Pennsylvania. He was a Christian. And he was also very good. And he, you know, we started the process. And when I was coming home, I pulled into my driveway, the garage door went up, and the minute my car was halfway in uh, the garage, God spoke to me and said this. I wasn't planning on sharing all this, just so you know. <laughs> the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to have twins in your first pregnancy, and you're going to get pregnant through in vitro fertilization. So he's already telling me, just go through the process, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. Then he said to me, and in your second pregnancy, you're going to get pregnant. He said, you're going to have a singleton, he called her, her I found out later, I was a girl. You're going to have a singleton in your second pregnancy, and, and I had to look it up, it means one baby. He mm -hmm. said, aren't you glad God knows everything? Yeah, amen. <laughs> he says, you're going to have a singleton in your second pregnancy, and in your second pregnancy, you're going to get pregnant on your own. Mm. Great. I have the original piece of paper. I should actually keep it with me just to prove to you. I have, it was written on a yellow piece of paper. I have it in my, my journals. And you know what? Sure enough, it happened exactly the way he said. Yeah. But this is the thing about God. You know in part, you prophesy in part, but he doesn't tell you the whole story. No, he doesn't. No, he because doesn't. if he told us the whole story, we'd mess it up. Yeah. Yes. He didn't tell me that I was going to get pregnant within the same year. Yeah. And I was like, I thought your word says, plans to prosper me and not harm me. Because sometimes babies 
twins, twins can come a little bit early. I didn't think they were going to be 10 weeks early. Mm -hmm. So the day of my shower, nine, you know, here we are running to the hospital, going to the hospital, ready or not, these babies <laughs> were coming. I was in labor. Yeah. So they get me to the hospital and I'm laying there. You know how they do? They give you steroids. You know, for the lungs, because every minute that that baby is on the inside of you, it um, helps them in their development. Mm -hmm. And so they shot me full of steroids, and then and then it just came to the point where it was just like, we got to get her in the ER. These babies are in distress. We got to take these babies out. And so I went into, we went into the OR, and they did no, yeah, no. They did a C-section. Now, here's the interesting thing about God. He had told me uh, long ago, even before I knew I had a fertility problem, he had said, your firstborn is going to be a son. He says, and you're to call his name John. Now, I named him Jonathan. He, they call him John now, J-O-N. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's fine. I just like that name. <laughs> right? So, okay, my firstborn is going to be a son. You're to call his name Jonathan. And he spoke some things to me about him. You know, just like God speaks to you about your children. Just hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you as I'm talking. Yeah. Because some things are better caught than taught. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's going to speak to you by revelation about your own situation in your own life. Mm -hmm. And reveal things to you. Show you things. Amen. Write it down. And don't forget about it. Mm -hmm. And so then I find out I have this fertility problem. Here we are in the OR. So they, they were getting ready to perform a C-section, and because it was a C-section, um, baby B, which was Jonathan, became baby A. Mm. You understand? Yeah. Because of the way of the delivery. Now, if I had had a normal birth, baby A would have been Danielle. She would have been born first. But because I had a C-section... Jonathan, baby B, was born first. Are you with me? Yes. So here we are in the OR. So they get me all prepped. They get Jonathan. He comes out. And he's crying. You know, he's three pounds, five ounces, but he's crying. So that's a good thing. When they went in to get Danielle, you know, moms, you know this how this is. I could feel her crawling up. I could still remember she would crawl up my ribs, and she didn't want to come out because she just wasn't ready. Yeah. That, that kid, man, she's such a precious girl. That child is a call of God on her life. She has a prophetic anointing. She's so sensitive. She can walk into a room and feel things and discern things. And as her mother, I've had to teach her how to divide and not allow that to affect her emotional realm. Yeah. Anyway... So she's crawling up inside of me, and she just didn't want to come out. So they had to really go in and get her out. So when they went in and pulled her out, she wasn't crying. No devil, and no devil in hell is going to steal my children because they're the heritage of the Lord. And no devil in hell is going to steal my child's destiny. And no devil in hell is going to abort the prophetic word that God gave me concerning my twins. That's right. Amen. So here we go. 
So right there in the OR, right then and there, I went to war yes. on the behalf of my children. That's right. Amen. I began to speak the word of God. Father, you said in your word that I would have twins in my first pregnancy. And you said in your word, then he wasn't thinking the second one would be so quick. But you said in your word that I would be the happy mother of children. Yes. You said in your word yes. that none would lose their young by miscarriage or be barren in the land. You gave me these children. That's and so right. I, I reminded him of what he said. Right. And even the prophetic words that were spoken over my children, I reminded him of that. But at the same time, I just began to rebuke death. I rebuked the devil. I, I used the name of Jesus. I worshiped and I prayed in tongues. I didn't care who was around me. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I didn't really care. Right. Let me tell you, they're going to persecute us whether we're quiet or whether we're loud. Right. No matter right. what, we're going to get persecuted. Right. right. Who gives a flip? Right. I just got to tell you, I'm right. over it. Yeah, amen. I am so over being quiet. Amen. I am not ashamed of the gospel amen. of Christ. Amen. It is the power of God unto salvation. Yes. Yes. That word salvation is healing, deliverance, yes. safety, and soundness. Mm -hmm. If we don't speak and we don't preach, people aren't going to hear and they're not going to get rescued amen. from the powers of darkness that are tr that are, are actually the very things that are persecuting us. Right. Yes. That was all free? Yes. So right there, <laughs> amen. right there in the delivery room, God said to me, I, he didn't say, I just realized as I wrote, this, this for me is a legacy book, okay? That's why the latter years will be greater than the former. Amen. Don't Amen. ever let the devil steal your legacy, parents. Mm -hmm. You hold fast to that That's which right. is yours. Right. Amen. Amen. And so right there in the delivery room, I realized now I not only gave birth to them in the natural, but my call as a prophetically praying parent was set in motion right from the delivery room. Amen. Praise him. And again, here we go. Now listen to this. This is the Holy Ghost. Listen. Danielle's the one. Why? She's marked. Yeah. They're all marked. I get it. But there's that one. If you think about your children, who is it among your kids and your family or your nieces that has the most weird warfare? It's usually the one that's highly anointed and called and set apart by God. And so we have to be sensitive to that and have, uh, have wisdom in discerning, no wonder the enemy's after that child. No wonder why the enemy, you know, no wonder why that, that child is doing all those crazy things. Yeah, because, you know, the devil knows, and therefore he releases those fiery darts. darts. But let me, I got good news. Where sin abounds, grace does so much more abound. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So Danielle and her husband are both on their way into ministry. They're being trained and equipped. But my point is, I'm still not done praying for her, Amen. praying for Jonathan, praying for Stephanie, praying Amen. for all these God kids. The job as a praying parent never ends. Right. right. Amen. And Michael, your son is 18 years old. But when he's 40, you'll still be praying for him. Amen. It never ends. Right. And how many of you parents know what I'm talking about? You yeah. still get text messages. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, pray about this. Mommy, pray about that. Mommy, what do you think about, you know, in New Jersey, we say mommy. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Right. You know, they, they always are going to need us. 
We're always going to be lifetime mentors to our children. Right. And this is something that, that I noticed when I was going into the churches more recently, especially after COVID. I would literally have, would go into meetings if this was my subject, and I literally would have to, instead of getting into teaching and preaching about how to pray for your kids, I literally would go in and I had to shake the parents and go, what are you doing? Get your head out of the sand. I know that it's hard times for you. I know that you're going through difficult times, but this is not a time for you to draw back. Right. These yes. generations yes. need you yes. now more than yes. ever. Yes. If you yes. think yes. you've had warfare no. growing up, no. no, I'm okay. I just have to tell my watch. I'm okay. If you think you're, you know, because it does that. And sometimes it tells me to breathe, and I don't get yes. that either. <laughs> You don't need to breathe. Just go. Time to move for a minute. <laughs> but I tell them, I'm like, if you think you had warfare growing right. up, Forget and it. you're going through That's warfare right. right now because wow. of all the circumstances you've been through, I said, imagine what's going on with your kids. This is not a time for you to be discouraged. This Amen. is not a time right. for you to lament. Right. This is not a time to put your head in the sand. This is not a time for you to weep and mourn over spilled milk, over the past, over whatever. Right. It's right. time for you to arise. Yes. It's time for you to shine. Amen. It's time for you to take your place in the place of prayer and lay one, we're going to get into this, lay one hand on them, one hand on God, and pull them up right. out of the miry clay Amen. and help set their feet upon a rock right. so that God can put a new song in their hearts. Yes. Right. Listen, right. they've seen violence. They've seen troubles. Yeah. They've seen trials. They've seen the Twin Towers come down. They've seen terrorism. They've seen shootings. They've seen shootings in preschools. Yeah. Let me explain something to you. This is not <laughs> negative. These kids are suffering. Yeah, right. Okay? And I read an article in Newsweek from years ago, and the article said that our kids are not all right. And I'm thinking, and that was before school shootings. Wow. Right. That was before yeah, concerts and, you know, all this stuff and the shootings. Listen, these kids are going through a lot, yes. and, and they're not all talking about it. That's oh why you've got to be as wise as a serpent, as harmless as a dove. When these kids come around you, use your prophetic insight and peer into their hearts and be discerning of their thoughts and find out if they're okay. Right. Yeah. These kids are dealing with anxiety. I mean, I'm surrounded by them because I, I was a godmother to my three kids and all their friends, so I heard all the talk. It was all part of my personal preparation to teach you. Right, amen. Because it was my ministry to be a mom. Amen. I shut everything down, shut everything, didn't travel, didn't preach. And I, I wanted to be a mom. I just childproofed the whole house and let them be kids, and I took them everywhere. It was so much fun, you know? But I didn't know I was being trained and equipped to teach people how to raise and pray for the next generation. And I'm telling you, these kids are not all right. They deal with nightmares, anxiety, Whoa. stress, worry, fear. You know, my daughter-in-law gets on the subway. She, she thinks somebody's, she's, she's running. It's like the list just goes on and on and on. And I don't really care. I'm not being negative. We got to wake up. Right. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Wake up. 
Is everybody here? Yes. yes. This is my introduction. Ready? Yeah. yeah. Opening text. Psalms 127, verse 3 and 4. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. This, and when I say the children, uh, I think I already have to change some things in the book because I talk about disease and the millennials. So I have to kind of clarify when I speak publicly, when I talk about the children, I'm talking about the millennials, mm -hmm. which is to about age 34-ish. Mm -hmm. And then down to all the babies that are being born in the world right now, right, right today. And a lot of my children, children's friends, they're all having babies. They're 30 years old, and they're having babies. And they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to stand. They don't know how to watch, you know? And you talk about pressure. I don't know how people do it without praying. Right. Yeah. Right? But this is a chosen and a marked generation. And the enemy is afraid of the generations of young people who are in the earth today. He's afraid of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Stay with me, and I'll mm -hmm. tell you why. Some have even been aborted, mm -hmm. thus never fulfilling their destiny. Mm -hmm. They have more potential, more gifting than any other generation. He is not just afraid of who they are. He is afraid of who they will become. Amen. Amen. Quick story. I, you know, was a speaker at the Church of Grace and Peace. Remember that church? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Walter Healy was the pastor at the time. It was a women's event. And there was about 200 women there. And the event took place about two weeks right after the Twin Towers came down. Mm -hmm. And here's, here's number one. As a ministry leader and as the speaker, I got hammered the night before that, that meeting. I had the anxiety. I had the fear. I'm like, I, I, I never had this kind of warfare before in my life as a leader because I'm not nervous to speak. Are you? No, makes no sense. Sometimes the warfare you go through makes absolutely no sense. Right. Right. So I was going to call the leader and go, I just can't do the meeting tomorrow. I had that much pressure, that much warfare. I didn't even sleep the entire night. But I said, you know what? I'm pushing through the, I'm pushing through the warfare. I have a new thing. I hope this doesn't offend you. Screw the devil. Right. Yes. That's so good. Yeah, that's, I like that. Amen. Right. There's something on the inside. I second that. Screw the devil. Yeah, that's no. right. Amen. You are not stopping me. That's not right. No, 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 no. No. This is an Angie. No, 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 no. 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 You're not stopping me. Totally. No. The fact that, that there's that much warfare means God's up to something. Right. And he wants to do something big. Yeah. Yes. So don't misinterpret some of the right. warfare that you get right. as you're not in the will of God. Right. That warfare means you're in the will of God. That's yeah. right. Yes. You're, you're in the right place right. at the right time. Right. Yeah. You're right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not God. He's not the author of confusion. Right. It's right. the devil. Yeah. Right. He's trying to stop you. Yeah. Screw the devil. Screw, Screw the devil. That's a t-shirt. I know. 
know, but you know, some people are religious. Yeah. I might offend them. Not you don't here. want to know what Not I said here. in my women's conference yesterday morning. You don't even want to know. I kind of want to know. Let me just say that. Now we do. Why did you say that? Yes, we do. Pause the video. Pause the video. There we go. So, I, I realized that that was the enemy, just like some of you are realizing, it's the enemy trying to sift you as wheat to keep you from going and entering into your personal promise life. Amen. Or whatever he's called you to do. You've got to just be strong like God told Joshua. Be bold, be strong, be courageous. I've already given you the land. Just go through it. Yes! It's I was like, no, devil, you're not stopping me. Right. No. If I give in right here and right now, what's going to happen with future speaking engagements? Yeah. That's right. If, if the devil can get yeah, to the we'll head, he can get the to the people. Right. Yep. Because it's you mothers right. and fathers and leaders that have the word of the Lord. Right. For your spirit influence. Amen. So anyway, so I get into the, uh, into the conference, and you know how it is. You can feel people. Then the whole crowd, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The whole crowd was, oh. and you could hear wow. their thoughts. And here's what the thoughts were. What about my children? Mm. Because it's like my kids said to me. They said to me, Mommy, I thought you said this would never happen in our nation. Wow. I said, well, Mommy was wrong. And now I made a mistake. I think we all learned this. Right. Uh, the TV was on. I picked my kids up from school that day. The TV was on, and we just kept, you know, we came home, and you, you just kept seeing the planes hit the towers. Yeah. Crash. Yeah. Hit the towers. Mm -hmm. Crash. Mm -hmm. the, I mean, I don't know how many times. And you notice after a while, they stopped playing it. Yeah. It just was traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you talking about terrorist attacks? Yes. That people were traumatized. Right. Yes. And so I went into this woman's meeting, and... I could just, because as women, I know the men too, I get that, so don't misunderstand, I'm just speaking for like a woman's conference, we're all like, what about my children, like what's going to happen to the future and the destiny of my children, right, and they were thinking that, and I walked into that, welcome to preaching, Lord lead to God, hallelujah, it's like walking into a funeral, or walking into a, have you ever walked into a room, where somebody's just died, and you have to minister to the parents, yeah. and they found the child dead. Wow. I mean, it's like it's, it was that kind of you know atmosphere of just death and discouragement. Oh, what about my children? I said, Lord, what do you want me to say? What kind of message am I going to preach? I don't remember what I spoke on, but I do remember this: the Spirit of God said to me, and this is more of the dots that connect the lines to where we are at today. See? The Lord said to me, he said, you tell them, those who I call, I equip. Yeah. Yes. He said to me, he said, you tell these mothers, he said, I have put something on the inside of your children that heretofore has never 
been put on the inside of any of the generations that have ever walked the earth. He said, those who I have called to live in a time such as this, he says, I've equipped. You tell them to fear not, neither be dismayed. I have strengthened them, I will help them, and I will uphold them with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. There's something on the inside of these kids. If it was us, we probably would have been crushed. Right. All right, so there is a call on this generation. First Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen generation. They are chosen. That's right. Yeah, you know, the millennials, they think they're special. They're <laughs> just so special. You know what the Holy Ghost said? They are chosen. Right. And they are special. That's right. That's so good. Yeah, the devil just wants to mock. Oh, you millennials, you're just so special. Yeah, actually, they are special. That's right. They're chosen. That's right. The world is picking up on their destiny, and the enemy sees it as well, and he is afraid. Yes. Have you ever thought about it like that? Mm-hmm. Like, like my daughter, Danielle, flowing and operating in the fullness of her prophetic gifting with me as her mother and her mentors helping her, and then her husband's got the call of God, and he, you know, I'm, I'm live, but... You know, he's got a lot to learn, like all the children have a lot to learn. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But they're a powerhouse couple. So what do we do? The best gift I can ever give them is not Legos. They're into Legos. <laughs> <laughs> they put them together. We get pictures on our family chat. You know, the whole thing for Christmas. The, you know, the Lego Christmas things. Yeah. I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> I don't know. No. But the best gift I can really give my kids, Danielle and Jamie, is really the gift of prayer. Yeah. Jesus said it like this. He said, greater love has no man than this, right. that a man would lay down his life for his friends. That's right. So what did Jesus do? Jesus came to the earth as an intercessor Mm -hmm. he bridged the gap between god and Mm -hmm. sinful man and it was the greatest act of love he could have ever done same holds true as parents what is the greatest act of love we could do for our children lay down our lives lay down our agendas Mm -hmm. stand in the gap Put up the hedge for them, lay one hand on them, one hand on God, and be their personal intercessor. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest ministry there is. I'm, I'm not teaching today. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm preaching, but we're going to get into teaching. But I'm going to go with the flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Right. Right. That's right. All later. Yeah. right. No worries here. Right. <laughs> this is only day one. I have four. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. That you know of. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. I'm just saying. I know. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest gift we could give our children is a gift of prayer. And it's the greatest calling. When I find I'm too distracted, so let me say it like this. And I'm going to be honest. I'm like a real person. And I don't really. I'm careful what I say because some things are major private. But I'm a real person. I went through a lot in the last three years. And my best friends know all about it. And we're not getting into it. So in the last three years, I was highly distracted. Okay? Highly distracted. I had to use my head more than any, any time ever. 
because I had to talk to lawyers, I had to talk to financial planners, I had to talk to forensic accountants, I had to find out how to fix my hot water heater that suddenly blew up in my basement at 7.30 at night, I had to talk to the decorator, I mean it was all this thinking, and I was tired. Are you listening? And I just had so much responsibility, so much discouragement, so much crap going on in the last two, three years that I, I laid down my mantle to a degree in praying for my children because I was tired and distracted as a mother, right? And I could see the fruit of it. Yeah, I never thought of that till I came out of my mouth one day when I was preaching. And the Lord said to me, I'm showing you things to come, and, or what's been going on, out of your own mouth. Get back on the wall and be that watchman over your family. Like, I was relentless in prayer with my kids. I'm talking walk the floors, prayed in tongues, and walk the floors, hours, pulled pictures of them out, prayed in the Holy Ghost. And things went well for them. But now they're in a little bit of a season where... Some crooked things, you can sense that you're a parent. Yep. Some of the crooked ways need to be made straight. There's some rough places that need to be made plain. There's some mountains and the hills that really need to break forth before them into singing and some opportunities that they're missing. You know what? Prayer opens up the door for God to work. Yes. yes. We have not because we ask not. Yes. And our prayers avail much. And when we pray, God goes to work. Yeah. Why? Because man is God's avenue into the earth. Mm -hmm. When we take our place in prayer, when we stand in the gap on the behalf of our children, it demolishes the works of the enemy. It opens up good things for them. It causes them to have favor like a shield. It causes them even to have dreams and visions in the night. It opens up the eyes of their understanding. They get a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And then when they read the Bible, it's not boring. They have encounters with Jesus Christ. Why? Because somebody's praying. Right. Yeah. Amen. Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you, before I formed you, God said, in the womb, I knew you and ordained you. And I'm going to say it like this. To live in this time. God ordained these kids to live here. He's ordained it. God ordained my kids. He told me I was going to have twins and a singleton. Yeah. It was all by divine appointment. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, that child, that child was born, I hate this, out of wedlock. Oh, that child was born over that. There's no accidents. Right. Amen. It may be bad circumstances, but God will take the bad and he will turn it around for the good. Yes. Amen. Every child is a gift from God. And they're to be honored and treasured and nurtured oh, and yes. fed right. and given the best opportunities in life to be everything that, the, that they were created to be and created to do. Amen. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3.2. To everything there is a season, right? Mm -hmm. A time to be born. And you as parents and grandparents or aunts and uncles or whatever we, you are have been chosen to be in their life as a spiritual leader and prophetic watchman. Yes. Amen. I'm so prophetic. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I got all these words from God. I'm prophetic. How about being prophetic on the behalf of our children? Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. But we, I talk about some practical things in the book, but we don't tell them everything we know. 
How do you know that's wisdom? That's right. Yeah. 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 What did Mary do? She hid things in her heart. Yeah. She knew things. I'm sure she didn't know that her son that she loved and adored would have to be crucified and beaten. Right. I'm sure she didn't have the full revelation. How could you have? I don't know. I don't think God would have done that to her. Yeah. But here's the thing. How about being prophetic watchmen and knowing things about our own kids and some things we know, we don't let them know that we know. Yes. I'll tell Amen. you a little story since we're only on half the first introduction of the page. To say, well, you know, the anointing is a certain way. Because yes. if I come in, in the wrong, with the wrong anointing, the wrong message, where's that scripture? If I come with it, it uh, if I don't speak, if, they, if I, this trumpet doesn't give, if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, yeah, there you go. how am I going to prepare the people for the battle? Right. Wow. So that's why we have the anointing. So here's an example of being a prophetic praying parent. Mm -hmm. I did these videos. I forget what year, it was a while ago, God was speaking to me about mentoring the next generation. And, you know, it's like they said in Ohio, these kids, you know, these, this generation is 30, they're biblically illiterate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And back in, back at the time, I wanted to do, uh, the Spirit gave me the idea to do what we called necessary truths in challenging times. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we did, um, me and Rob Perna, he was my guy. I want him to be timeless, and I want him to be thorough, and I wanted two cameras, switch them back and forth, switch them, you know. The lighting was fine, you know. Could have been a little better, because everything's about lighting, right? Ladies? I heard this, yeah. yeah. You know this. And by the way, guys, when you take a picture, you got to put the camera up. Because when you put it up and take the picture of your ladies, then, then they look skinnier. Write that down. That's great. So me and Rob and, and, and my team, we produce what's called Necessary Truths in Challenging Times because I want I want to upload everything up on the internet because I don't want to just I don't want to just I want to leave a legacy to my children, a spiritual legacy to my children. And if they're not listening to me now, I know that when I'm in heaven, they're going to want to hear my voice, so they're going to go online, and they're going to listen to all my videos. Amen. So, necessary to, so I did basics, baptism of the Holy Spirit, why tongues, the name of Jesus, why is there so much power, who we are in Christ, the heart of the Father, how to pray. There was like 23 of them, right? Uh, how to stand strong in challenging times. 23 little videos, they're about 40 minutes. I learned now we've got to make them shorter because people are just distracted. But I got done with one of the videos, and you know, I took the mic off, handed it to Rob. How many of you know you always remember where God speaks to you? Absolutely. Right? Especially if you're, listen, God inside-minded. You look on the inside, and you walk around from that, that posture. That's why as a praying caretaker... Every once in a while during the day, I look on the inside. John 7, 38, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. You're right here on the inside, searching all the inner parts of the belly. I look on the inside, and I, I, as a watcher, I just look over my family. I go, is everybody all right? And if I don't get a check or a grieving or a, a, a whatever, then I know everything's good. Then I can continue on. That particular day, I got done, took the mic off. Put it, gave it to Rob, and I walked into my foyer. 
And when I walked into my foyer, you know how in your foyer you have all kinds of pictures of your family? Mm -hmm. How many of you have lots of pictures of your family? Yeah. I, I, I should put a picture of my dog in there too. He's part of the family. <laughs> Milo. 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 <laughs> Did you see him with his little paw on the yeah. bandage? Oh, oh no. Oh, he had his blood work taken. His little paw. Oh. Looking at me. He feels sorry for me. Give me a treat. <laughs> so, anyway, so I walk through the foyer and I have all the pictures of my family up in the foyer. And it, it, a person, everyone say a person. A person. A person. A person, the person, the Holy Spirit rose up within me, moved me this way, and my eyes, and he looked right out of my eyes, and I saw the picture of Jacqueline. And I got a check in my spirit, a, a bump in the spirit, a, a thing in the spirit. I don't know how to describe it. Because spiritual things, you got to catch it. Yeah. It's something on the inside. And something said, something's not right, and danger, danger, danger. And I was like, what? So I took that to prayer. I didn't, you know, I'm going to teach you all this, so no worries. You guys good? Yes. yes. We're not, we'll do that yes. next week, we'll start. So I just was like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how to pray. So I prayed whatever I knew to pray. I prayed Psalm of Protection, because she was in college at the time. The whole college thing. Mm. Please. Pray over your kids oh now God. while they're in your house. Lay hands on them every night. Pray over them. Because when they're old, they're not only not going to depart from it, but when they go to college, you're going to have all that prayer all added That's up. Right. That's going to work on their behalf. Amen. So I you know, started praying for her. I prayed the word, prayed scripture. Because that's all the insight I have is danger, danger, danger. And then I prayed in tongues. I'm going to do a whole Sunday on the power and the purpose of praying in tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Do I'm it. I'm just going to say, That's, I'm one yes. of the best teachers when it comes yes. to the power, teaching yes. on the power and the purpose of praying in tongues. Yes. Amen. And the church is not praying in tongues. No, a lot of them. Okay. That's another thing. Yeah. So I just started praying in tongues for her. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Prayed and prayed, and I just got this. I was still grieved and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until I, I somewhat had a release. Everyone say release. Release. And so it's not the prayer of faith. I didn't believe, pray, receive, and go my merry way. Right. No, right. this is different. So um, she came home from college, and this time, you know, this time I had to talk to her. I had to talk to her. Because I believe that was the wisdom of God. He'll give you wisdom in what to speak and what not to speak. Mm -hmm. Amen. That day, the Lord said, you talk to her. Plus, I have a really good relationship with her. Right? And I know her love language. And I know, you know, the whole thing. You know, you stay, try to stay connected to the kids. That's why I like this book so much. Because I get practical insights and talk about practical books to read so that you can be a good parent. Because if your child doesn't feel loved and their love language is acts of service, but you're going around hugging them all the time, it doesn't matter how much you hug them, if you do something for them, they'll feel loved. Right. So it's exactly. their love language. So I have a really good relationship with her, and I just knew, knew that boldness. Something on the answer, you talk to her, you talk to her, you talk to her. Because they need our voices. Yes. So... I go, Jacqueline, I want to talk to you about something. Okay, Mommy. You know how they are. <laughs> Everything's 
<laughs> but you got inside information. Right, that's right. So I said, let's go out on the deck and let's sit down. Uh, I can remember she sat, I can remember where I sat and where she sat. So I said to her, I said, gentlemen, um, are you all right? She's, well, yeah, yeah, what do you mean, mommy? I go, and I looked at her, I said, I had a prayer assignment for you. And I said, I, I just felt like something was severely wrong. And she looked at me, she said, oh, no, everything's fine, mommy. And I said, Jacqueline, I don't know what it is, but it was bad. And all of a sudden, she looked at me, because she's, she's really cute. <laughs> she's cute. Google her. She's a little bit model. I gotta keep, still keep a rain on her. <laughs> All of a sudden, she starts crying. Oh my God! She starts telling me the whole story, and I found out the rest of the story when I was in Laguna Beach with her two months ago because she didn't tell me the whole story. But now she felt confident—not confident. She, you know how the kids will tell you little bits and pieces? Yeah. Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. So she starts crying, and she said, Mommy, you know, something happened, and I was really scared, and I gave in to peer pressure, and, and she told me, like, she, you know, she didn't feel good for, like, three days. And, you know, I wanted her to call me, but sometimes the kids, if we overreact to the kids, you're not going to tell us anything. No. You know that, right? right. There's yes. something to be said about yes. poker face. Yes. <laughs> so... She told me the whole thing, and she said, thank you for praying. I was so scared. And then I, I, I went ahead, I, I, and I, she asked me to forgive her. I said, you pray. Let's pray to God. We prayed, laid hands on her. And then in Laguna Beach, she told me, I told her that I tell the story. I, hoped, I said, I, I asked for permission. It's even in the book, but I don't have the whole story. But I said to her, she said to me in Laguna, she said, you know what really happened? I said, what? She said, I gave it to peer pressure. I took some kind of pill. She says, and a half hour after I took some pill that her friend gave her, she said she threw up, and she threw up for three solid days, and wow. she thought she was going to die. I'm like, I can't even believe she didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. I would have driven there and picked her up, mm -hmm. taking care of her. Right. And so what was that? That's being a prophetic watchman. Yeah. That's a gift of the Spirit, devil. That's right. You can't have my kids. That's right. Amen. You're not doing this to my kids. Nope. That's why we have to be strong in the Lord. Wow. Amen? Amen? That's right. Yes. Okay. Amen. I'm, almost, I'm almost done for today. Yep. I'll just get to the end of the first page. No <laughs> 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 places. <laughs> no rush. I'm in Are we preparing the way for our children in the spirit? Yeah. That's right. How about no, devil? That's right. That's right. Are we supporting them in the most important and effective way? How can we also help them reach their full potential and ultimate destiny? Mm. Right? Right. You did it. I did it. Renee did it. Ron did it. Mike did it. His son is, you know, the, the chief scout, whatever you call it. Eagle scout. He's Eagles. an eagle scout. Eagle you know, scout. that took sacrifice as right. a parent, right? Then you take sacrifice to do some of the things you did for your kids. You know, I mean, I was in the car for four years 
sometimes up to eight hours a day, mm -hmm. driving them to school, driving them to that school, and private school, this one's over here, that one's over there. Dance, hockey, lessons, mm -hmm. sitting in parking lots, mm -hmm. waiting for my kids, sometimes shopping, because I'd have a catalog back in the day. <laughs> it was just like the, the ultimate, you're just doing that, you know, you're helping them to be, be uh, you know, responsible adults and do their activities and hobbies. But what about praying for them? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kenneth E. Hagen once said, Amen. he said, there's going to come a generation and it's going to be said of them like it was said of the early church. They that have turned the world upside down have come hither also. Yeah. And I thought, Oh, maybe you thought it. I think I'm a little older than you. But I thought a little bit. I thought, wow, Kenneth E. Hagen, he's prophesying about my generation. <laughs> I was 19, 20 at the time. It's my generation. We're going to turn the world upside down. And we had sprinkles of revival. You yes, remember? We, we had meetings. I can remember. We had meetings. We'd line everybody up. Kids would be in the lines. Adults. Kids would fall under the power of God, Amen. having dreams and visions. Remember um, yes. that Foursquare Church yes. in Collins Lakes, New Jersey? We had yes. some of the most powerful meetings. Yes. Amen. We were Amen. in a move of God, but we didn't really know, really. Right. You only know when you start hitting the dry times in the church as a universal church. Mm -hmm. right? right? So I just thought it was our generation. But I believe it's these kids that are being born in the earth today. Because wow. like we said earlier, where sin abounds, grace. the grace of God so much more abounds. And great grace was upon the early church. And they moved in power and demonstration. And I believe these kids that have not seen miracles and signs and wonders, I believe they're going to see it. Can I close by reading just a portion of a prophecy I received? It's, I can't give you the whole thing. Because it, it was about a 15-minute prophecy. But this prophecy I, I received in the middle of my message one time when I was preaching. And the Lord said several things. I'm going to jump in for the sake of time. And I felt like I wanted to read a part of this to you. And then we're going to close. Amen. I said The Spirit said a lot of things, so on and so forth. Then I started to see. You know how when you're prophetic, you hear? And then, then you start to see. It's a different operation. And then I said by the Spirit, I see an army rising up. And it's an army of young men and young women. Those who are called and ordained to live in a time such as this. The enemy is seeing that they are arising and he is afraid of them. I love how this is all coming together, don't you? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. The enemy knows because he's putting a conclusion to my message. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how it's supposed to be, right? Yes. You start off with your, your introduction, then you have your body, and then the conclusion right. is supposed to bring everything together that you just said. But right. sure. Uh -huh. The Holy Spirit is the great teacher. Yes. yes. The enemy is seeing that they are arising, and he is afraid of them. The enemy knows things about the realm of the Spirit that some of my people don't know about the realm mm -hmm. of the Spirit. It's interesting, when I read that this morning, when I was sitting there, I prophesied at one of our KIU events about the miracles and signs and wonders that were going to take place in, in our region. And then the Spirit of God said, he said, 
He said, when you pray in tongues, you're abolishing the works of the darkness. And the enemy sees it and he fears it. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and the same thing that was said here. He said, the enemy knows things about the realm of the spirit that my people don't know about the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So here it is again. He sees they are rising up. Then he goes, little Joshua's, little Jeremiah's, little Caleb's, little Mary's, little Deborah's. Mm -hmm. And then I see many, 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 many. That's why this whole mentoring thing is so Holy Ghost. Many, many, many more ministry gifts than any other generation. They are called and anointed with ministry gifts because we're sin abounds. My grace is going to so much more abound because what is the ministry gifts? We're gifts of grace. That's all it is. We do what we do by the grace of God. I am anointing them and many signs and wonders will follow them. They need grace. So I'm calling you to seek my face and I'm calling you to stand in the gap like you've never stood in the gap before so that there are no surprises. I am going to teach you how to pray. I am going to teach you how to war. I am going to teach you how to go in until you have a breakthrough on, their on the behalf of those whom I have called you to watch over. I've called you to watch over them. So stand in the gap for them. And you will say yes because of your love and your heart for your children and this generation. Remember, I have said in my word that if you be willing and obedient, you would eat the good of the land. Yes. There is great sorrow when your children are bowed down like the woman who was crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten herself up. Kenneth E. Hagin once said, he said, some people will never be saved and never be healed unless somebody prays for them, intercedes for them. Right. Because the scruple of conscience, there's so much unbelief and war that an intercessor has to go in, and it's with the scripture, with the idea of completely removing it from them. Thank you for yes. listening they can to see the Purpose the light Project of Podcast. Gospel for more content, their video, and Faith teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org. She was bent over and could not straighten up, and there was great sorrow. But when you pray, I hear you. And they are released and set free from their bondages. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear. You must only be moved by one thing and one thing alone. The fact that all the promises of God are yes and amen. Yeah. And all of your children will be taught of the Lord, and great will be the peace and undisturbed composure of your children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.